0: everyone, and uh, welcome to the R Word. Welcome, welcome! We are planning to get a little trashy with you again today. We have a super exciting topic. Uh, we are going to be talking about greenwashing. Greenwash. Uh, we're going to explain what it is, uh, why we think it's bad for the environment, some of the biggest companies that are participating in greenwashing the regulations that government have on greenwashing, and uh, just
1: in general, how to spot it. So, Lindsay, why don't you take it away? Let's just get this party started. Greenwashing is a corporation's way to deceive customers. They do this with false claims stating that their products and policies are, what we got? Environmentally friendly. (laughs) So greenwashing can be something as simple as putting a picture of wildlife on a label to portray being environmentally friendly or a company claiming their cars create minimal emissions when in reality the engine pumps out more than 40 times the pollutants that are allowed in the U.S. because that has happened yeah so I think I call trashy
0: totally trashy
1: and the kind of first sign showed up in the 60s when there was a big push against anti-nuclear power Chernobyl Chernobyl anyone. Anyone? They were were claiming that their energy was clean, neat, odorless, and safe. Now, some of their claims are true, but not all of them. So, obviously, that was some intense greenwashing on their part. Fast forward to the late 80s. The environment was starting to become more, quote-unquote, trendy, Mm -hmm. and new products, or newly rebranded products, started to flood the market saying things like ozone friendly, sustainable, and recyclable to help increase profits of big companies. Some typical techniques that producers are going to use to greenwash are manipulating terms, misleading health claims, Mm -hmm. completely omitting information, and puffing, so making something sound better than it is, and slapping irrelevant labels on their products, which we talked about in our Labels Postec. There's also something to mention too. So they can change the name of chemicals as well as, an a to, as a way to rebrand. So that makes it harder for us, the consumers, to identify what's in their product. So mm-hmm. for instance, this could be aspartame changing its name to, um, you know, sweet. So what else, what else can, does greenwashing do?
0: Well, um, you know, It successfully can manipulate consumers by pulling at those hard (laughs) strings and they stretch the truth to improve a company's sales, uh, you know, putting that little bunny on it. Uh, A study was done in 2010 and found that 95% of products claiming to be green were not. (laughs) Ninety-five-per-cent. That's trashy. trashy! Trashy!
1: Trashy! Trashy!
0: Okay, so that's not cool. No. So there are multiple ways to manipulate uh, and greenwash the consumer, but you know what is most effectively does is it creates a level of mistrust between the producer and the consumer. So ninety-five percent of people want to buy a green product over a regular product even if it costs more. So what this tells us is that companies who greenwash are actually
1: ripping you off. And they love it. Oh God. They love all the money that it brings You know, what, greenwashing
0: produces green for their pro- po- pockets. Yeah. It super does, right? Totally, yeah. So, and you know, it it's damaging to the environment and making you pay more just for the pure satisfaction of having something environmentally happy on your product. Totally. And you know what? Sadly, greenwashing has become the underbelly of a really, really good intentional movement. Yeah, so I don't know. do you want to tell us why greenwashing is bad for the environment?
1: It's pretty obvious. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. I feel like if you're listening to our podcast, you're already probably an informed human being. I think so, too. Um, so, obviously, greenwashing is bad for the environment. Its sole purpose is to sell mediocre products that are abysmal for the environment, mm-hmm. okay? So, primarily, greenwashing bucks with our waste stream. Sure does. When a product or package says that it's recyclable or has the beautiful little recycle symbol, you just toss it into the recycling bin, usually. The thing about greenwashing, if you toss it into recycling and it's not actually recyclable... It ruins the entire waste stream. Everything, everything, everything has to be thrown in the trash. And you don't even know. You don't know. They just take it to the dump and then it gets dealt with. You don't know sometimes. Out of sight, out of mind. Exactly, right? You don't know if what you just threw in the recycling wasn't actually recyclable. There's like that, that gap in that communication between who is selling these products, Who's consuming these products and how we're trying to get rid of these products, okay? Exactly. The same, again, goes with compostable plastics. Just because it says it's compostable does not mean that it is. The people that are greenwashing want to look better than they are, so they're trying to mislead you, which in itself is just terrible. Mm -hmm. For the environment, 91% of the world's plastic has never been recycled, and it takes hundreds of years Thousands. for it to break down. Exactly, yeah, so much time to break down in a landfill, mm-hmm. which leads to chemicals and microplastics in our water. Yeah, they just leach
0: into it, and we don't even have the technology to get that out of our water. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so uh,
0: why don't we talk about chemical products that are greenwashed, uh, especially cleaning products. So the ingredients that are in these products have many harmful effects. Uh, chemicals that are bad for the aquatic life you know our poor little fishies little nemo swimming around (laughs) Um, our amazing sea creatures uh you know coral reefs uh there are so harmful to humans it causes skin irritation lung irritation other chemicals are on the canadian government website uh they literally say damaging red blood cells okay so that's safe? Definitely, definitely Sorry, safe. What? Yeah, Chanel, totally safe. <laughs> uh, I feel very safe now. Thank you, government. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and there are other chemicals that are not even 100% sure of the effects that they have on the environment or humans. And these are actually put into quote unquote green products. Mm-hmm. So, additionally, these products go into our wastewater system. Uh, the harmful chemicals, they cannot be completely removed out of our water. Uh, so this, it's going into our bodies. From this, we can also presume that they, we're 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 drinking it. Yes. It's like what people, and that's coupled with all the microplastics that we're also drinking and eating from all of the little Nemo's. Yeah.
1: We're basically I don't know preserving ourselves in plastic. Like I don't. Oh know. my gosh, this is like freezing ourselves,
0: but we're <laughs> we're internally <laughs> wrapping our organs or, in plastic.
1: Or imagine Mind this. Blown. We're like. 3,000 years old, like they just bury me in the ground for some reason. And don't, like, you don't even see my body, like, where you you don't even see my skeleton, nothing like that, just microplastics, just like a deposit of plastic. As a side note, in in Ireland, uh, they had a ton of essentially things like that, like, what is our footprint going to be? What are we going to leave behind? And they had these interesting art pieces. It was basically outside at, in the botanical garden area and it was like computers and keyboards and all these electronics just kind of buried in the shape of an animal mm-hmm. outside. And I thought that was really interesting because at that point, like, what is our legacy? Our legacy is relics that are industrial, that are plastic, that are metal, that aren't, you know, they aren't... They're never they're going not, it's not like you're finding, like, cool fossils anymore. Like, our fossils are... Plastic. scary. Yeah. Our like,
0: fossils are plastic. Exactly. So, I mean, coming from that point, Lindsay, it should totally make our government think and act better. And they need to take care of our planet and us. Mm-hmm. So, after all they know, what is at stake uh, better than we do most of the time. I, well, <laughs> okay, let's not give them that much <laughs> credit. <laughs> I mean, considering they get their information before we do, uh, they have a whole team of scientists, they clearly see the impacts that greenwashing is having on our super fragile ecosystem um, and the people that, you know, we want to talk about it now. Yeah. We want to talk more. Exactly. So why don't we talk about who... Are some of the biggest contributors to greenwashing?
1: All right, so since you kind of just talked about chemicals, we'll start with Dawn Antibacterial Dish Soap. Cool, cool. So they do donate money to animal initiatives. However, they use this chemical called trisoclin. Mm. I don't know, it's too fancy for me. And this chemical is toxic to the environment and actually harmful to the animals they say they're protecting. Dance commercials show you them washing these baby animals after an oil spill. And they're helpless creatures. But their actual soap hurts these animals. And there's also no evidence that this chemical is an antiseptic that's more beneficial than just washing your hands with regular soap and water. Mm -hmm. So, again, just our regular old marketing labeling ploy. It's super is. Yeah. What else we got? We got coal. So there is so much money pumped into marketing to try and convince the general public that coal can be used in a way that is not harmful to the environment. This is laughable. Oil and gas company, BP, spent millions of dollars on a rebranding campaign Mm -hmm. with Beyond Petroleum. The goal of this campaign was to try and distract from the fact that they are an oil and gas company. They spend less than one percent of their budget on renewable energies a year. This company and many companies like it spend more money on lobbying for tax laws on oil and gas regulations than attempting to become more sustainable. So Canadian oil is arguably the cleanest and most highly regulated in the world, but it is not a renewable energy. Plain as that. Don't try and lie to us. We see you. Oil and gas Mm, is one of the largest producers of carbon emissions and waste in the world. So the goal of these companies is to increase their profits by lying. Plain and simple. Like, that's it. Like, by greenwashing, that's all they're trying to do. Yeah. And what do we need, uh, you know, oil for? Well, we need
0: to uh, power our cars, heat our 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 houses. So let's just jump into cars. Uh, Mm -hmm. So our good old Ford uh, is making engines that are eco-friendly. Yay! But reverse. They also <laughs> produce 20,000 cars a year, so that's pretty cool. The eco-friendly the ones. The eco-friendly ones, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact, they make 80,000 Ford F-150s each month in the US. Okay, but the electric cars, like the Nissan Leaf, which is eco-friendly, uh, they're advertised like they reduce the carbon footprint, uh, but these cars still need to be charged, and the majority of electricity in the States come from... Uh, da, 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 da. You guessed it! Cool. Or natural gas, meaning you are still creating a carbon footprint crap. So taking into account all the energy it takes to create the vehicle itself, then we have to ship it literally across the world to various car lots. This product is not really saving the polar bears, which one of their advertisements suggests. I mm-hmm. mean, how, how? since when can cars save polar bears? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but like, hello. Yeah. So when we said greenwashing is a whole pulling at your heartstrings we are literally talking about polar bears and we're not being dramatic even though we are females (laughs) so these car companies are baking on consumers like us Mm -hmm. wanting to still have the convenience of having a car but they're trying to take out the guilt um which at this point i don't feel like that's possible no
1: This breaks my little heart. Poor Janelle. Oh my
0: god, my Starbucks. So it's super notorious for being a huge part of the problem while telling everyone they're helping. So their replacement of the straw to that super sippy cup lid, uh, they had that big campaign of saving the turtle. So this lid actually contains more plastic than the traditional lid and straw. So. Like It's still not even big enough to be recycled here in Calgary Mm because things have to be uh, bigger than your palm to be picked up by the machines here. So in places where they may be able to recycle it, um, it's probably not, and it's always just going to the dump. So Starbucks has been, quote-unquote, trying to solve their cup issue because those suckers, they can't be recycled. Like, nothing about that cup. Um, In 2008, Starbucks said by 2015... They wanted 25% of their cups to be reusable over 10 years later, less than 2% of their drinks are sold in reusable cups. Not to mention, they have promised to work towards a compostable slash recyclable cup for years and are nowhere close to it. They've created quite a throwaway culture, Mm -hmm. and we keep consuming more and more, and creating endless amounts of waste. Yeah. Um, You know, Starbucks just came out with their uh, Christmas cups, and they had, like, a big campaign where they had a limited supply of their Christmas plastic mugs, which, I mean, awesome, cool, 50 cents off that cup. But, I mean, like, people who have already been bringing their cups and only get 10 cents off. Like, you know what, Starbucks? Like, pick up the game.
1: Yeah. That and just, like, think about how many cups of coffee they sell a day oh yeah and like if less than two percent of their cups are being sold in reusable cups that's insane and they tout sustainability for their farmers so for their coffee they want their coffee to be sustainable and that's great i'm all about practices especially with labor as you're going to hear about next when we talk about nestle like it's really important to have not just good environmental standards but also labor standards yeah
0: fair trade right so we want
1: we want that uh, so that's important, but also just from this kind of perspective of, like, yeah, like, it's recyclable or whatever. It's it's not. And places that it are, like, I think there's a, a place in San Francisco where you can, like, technically Starbucks cups and everything like that can be recycled. But people are recycling them. And people also aren't, like, having a special Starbucks place, garbage can, so we just ship it all to the states, right? So God, it's not really should. reasonable. It's not reasonable. Imagine all the gas that it would take and... Resources just to ship it to a place where it can be recycled. All right. So moving on to Nestle. Mm-hmm. This company is the worst. Yep. For starters, they signed a contract in 2001 stating they would eradicate child labor from their supplies. Bear with me. I just said that they're worse, but they wanted to eradicate child labor. So you're like, Lindsay, why, why are they the worst? They wanted to eradicate it by 2005. And, well, surprise, they haven't. Most likely, it has increased year after year. The labels on their chocolate claim that it is sustainable and that they support farmers for better chocolate. But, again in 2005, Nestle was slapped with a lawsuit stating that they were using child labor and slavery on their cocoa farms in West Africa. This region of West Africa, where they're getting their beans from, is well known to support terrible labor practices as well as unsustainable cocoa farming. They burn down beautiful forests to plant more beans and then they tell the consumer that their chocolate is sustainable, that lawsuit is still not settled on court. God. So Nestle is the largest producer of packaged food and beverage products in the world. Hashtag trashy. Trashy. Literally trashy. Just so think gross. about the, the waste this company is creating every single Every day. We just Every had day. Halloween, too. Exactly. Yeah. So Halloween can you imagine just, how much they like banked on that yeah, one? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Nestle alone owns 50 different bottled water brands and are being sued in the States for false advertising. Because it's mountain fresh. Because why? Yeah, it's basically they're just on the greenwashing train. Mm-hmm. The lengths that these companies will go to to continue making money without any thought to the environment or the people that they're affecting is insane. I think they're actually driving the train at this yeah. point. And Nestle is obviously complacent and an ineffectual company mm-hmm. when it comes to taking care of people or the planet. And in exciting news, they did <laughs> claim this year that they are going to make all of their products recyclable or without plastic by 2025, which is a lofty goal, but What do you think, Janelle? Yeah, stay
0: tuned, people, for the (laughs) failure of Nestle. Oh,
1: gosh. Just like
0: Starbucks, we're still on the train. We are on the train. All right, so moving on to Hmm. uh,
1: regulation. Tell me about this. Really exciting topic.
0: Um, (laughs) I mean, it's not everybody's favorite, but it is what controls. We kept it minimal for you guys, okay? We just like a little bit. Yeah, we all don't like rules. We get it. (laughs) All right, so. Regulations. So your country will dictate the regulations on products. Simple as that. In one point four. Um, in Canada we have environmental guidelines that are not regulations, which means this makes it a lot easier to make claims about products that are not indeed mm-hmm. actual green products. Yeah. So so it's more like you should do it this way, not you have to do it this way. Yeah. So we what just is get that? like a little slap on the hand, yeah, basically. Uh, so, we would argue that the government has the power to help us out the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can sit around, blame people for buying greenwash products, or we can demand more from our government to better protect us uh, from companies making and distributing highly unsustainable products. Mm-hmm. You know there there are regulating bodies in most countries which are meant to make greenwashing products difficult and support the consumer but from what we've seen not a lot of these large companies actually seem to care <laughs> no not even like they they just don't because they know the consumer is still gonna be there no matter what so exactly. you know the core values of these regulations is that you have to be able to prove what you're claiming but most products that claim to be better or eco-friendly mm-hmm. are only marginally better and, uh, or not good at all. Mm-hmm. So, upon testing, in the States, products consistently fail to live up to the claims they're making. You know, there can be a large fine for companies who are caught greenwashing their products, which there should be. That's, mm-hmm. like, holding them accountable, right? Yeah. So there is, like, clearly hope that this is a good enough deterrent for companies. But with the amount of greenwashed products on the market, obviously something is...
1: It's just not. It's just not connecting. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Exactly. All right, so how are we spotting greenwashing? We're going to ask ourselves four questions. The first one is, is the company's core business sustainable? So do their products align with our morals and what we value? I think that's a fair question. Because most of the time, we want to buy something that lines up with who we are. Alright, so number two, how much money is spent on advertising? This potentially can be a bit harder to find out, but when you dig into some advertising campaigns, you see that these companies have spent millions of dollars trying to sell you a quote-unquote green product. And have spent hardly any money on environmental research or finding legitimate ways to solve whatever issue that they're trying to greenwash. Hmm. Good to know. Three. Know your labels. Okay. So we talked about labels in the last episode, and kind of this, the minimal lowdown. Use the Eco Label Index. Okay. Google it. Pick your country. Tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Number four. Most importantly, if you're not sure, do your research. Yes. Or simply mm-hmm. refuse. So if you do some digging, it's pretty easy to find what a company is about. We would also caution about vagueness on a website or a product. If there was little to no info, I'd just stay away from the product. The fluff a company throws at you is most likely kind of illegitimate. It's basically thrown in there to just
0: confuse you to be like, uh... Maybe? I,
1: I, yes. It's like me trying okay. to find a face lotion while standing in Winners the other day. I was oh like, God. every I was Googling all the ingredients... It literally took me like 25 minutes just to pick a face lotion. And I'm still not even that confident that I made the right choice. In conclusion, what do you have to say? Okay, so, guys, um,
0: that was greenwashing Mm -hmm. all in a whole. Uh, You know, looking at all of this information, we see that there is a lot of harm that is and will continue to be done to the planet without better regulation on green products. So consumers do not like to be misled. No. We don't like to be lied to and we don't like feeling skeptical about everything we buy like we should have trust in these companies but you know greenwashing makes us distrust everyone and it decreases our confidence in our buying power which really doesn't help companies in the long run you know greenwashing when done right mm-hmm. air air quotes air quotes i love your air quotes uh, successfully <laughs> does one thing which is hurt the one the only planet we have. True. You know, we're, we're being misled, and we always need to keep educating ourselves, and educate your friends, and shoot them our podcast, or... Uh, <laughs> Passive-aggressively. You, <know>, <laughs> uh, you know, well, try not to be condescending. Everybody goes at their own pace, so, you know, it can be hard, because the environment is such a powerful And decisive topic. So, you know, people like us, we get super passionate (laughs) and we definitely like to call it some bullshit. And then, you know, some cognitive dissonance slaps the people around totally in the face. (laughs) Uh, And it makes life really hard. So, let's try to remember we are all trying to do our best here. Mm -hmm. You know, with that, we have like kind of a little tidbit for that. Yes. Uh, Something super easy to do. You can do it at home, you can teach little young ones teach your friends teach your grandma wash out your things before you recycle it so it doesn't actually add to that waste stream because it doesn't lead to contamination then so Mm -hmm. wash out your containers before you throw them in your blue bin and uh, you know always compost Lindsay's favorite yeah yeah so that's just our little tidbit we haven't done much talking about recycling so
1: that's that that's that so uh, Lindsay what do you you got for us so today's what the (laughs) moment so in the summer, breathe, breathe lens, I know, I've Janelle breathe, f- breathe. felt me just getting <laughs> like riled up as I talk about this. So this summer I went to a local burger joint here in Calgary and I walk in and they're like, they have this big water jug and there are these plastic cups beside them and they're like, yeah, these are compostable. Everything we sell is compostable, our straws and our plastic cups and our packaging. And granted, their burger wraps are compostable. But if you take two minutes and Google on the city of Calgary compostable plastics, you will find out that no plastics are compostable in Calgary. So, so
0: why do they do this?
1: Greenwashing. <gasps> oh, so dun, dun, dun. I think they're unintentionally, the company has unintentionally been greenwashed it's also kind of sad that they didn't research this at all before they bought these plastics and the thing about them too is they can't be recycled either because the plastic the way that the plastic is made it can't be recycled so literally on the city website if it's biodegradable plastics if it's compostable plastics it goes in the trash we want to talk about biodegradable versus compostable eventually, which I think will be a great topic. I also called the 311 number so I could talk to a person and the the beautiful lady that I talked to, I believe her name was Susan. Yeah, guys, I called them. So they're gonna give me some more information kind of about what happens to it, why it can't be recycled in our facilities. But if you see any plastics that say compostable on them, do not throw them in your compost it taints the waste stream okay there's a few companies I had a company I asked them about their you know I said emailed them and I said hey like I noticed that your plastics are compostable can you tell me more about that and they're like yeah they're 100% like plant-based compostable renewable plastics that's
0: a lot of words
1: yeah it was a whole thing and so I'm going to talk to this city of Calgary see kind of what they say about that but it's really easy for us to unintentionally get greenwashed because there's not enough research done about certain products and processes to remove waste. Okay? Boom. Make sense? Okay, so basically, all in all, Lindsay's pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. But it's okay. It'll get better. It'll, it'll get, get better. Bad. When people are more informed, mm-hmm. that's all we need. Yeah. Send that information yeah. around. And I'm just gonna I'm going to reach out to the company too to just be like, hey... This is the information, just so you know and see what they do about it. If they do something about it, then great. If they don't, then on my next podcast, I'm going to be hella raging. There you have it, folks.
0: Do do, do. Do, do do
1: We have given you all the lowdown on
0: greenwashing, mm-hmm. So, you know, now you know who's doing it, how you can spot it. And if you have any questions, you can hit up my girl, Lindsay. Or Janelle. At the R Word YYC at gmail.com you can also find us at the r word underscore yyc on instagram or the r word yyc on facebook you can also hit up the link on our website and it will take you voom, right to the podcast boom, boom, boom. so thank you everyone for listening getting a little trashy with us today
1: until, until next time <laughs>